0: Hey there, ass kickers! Welcome to episode 23 of the Your Kick Ass Life podcast. I'm thrilled to have a guest, a sidekick, a co-host, if you will, and it is my friend and colleague Danielle Dowling. Say hi Danielle.
1: Hi! So excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I am excited to talk to you about this this particular topic because I don't think I've ever written about it before or talked about it on the podcast. So I'm excited to have you here. And as always, with all my guests, I would like, instead of me reading your super profesh buttoned up bio, (laughs) which is like really never fun to listen to... (laughs) Why don't you tell my audience, tell my ass kickers who you are, what you do, who you work with, all that good stuff.
1: Sure. So my name is Dr. Danielle Dowling. Excuse me, I
0: forgot the doctor,
1: yes. It just, it just cost me a hundred k, so I figure I, like,
0: you know, like I like to use it every so often. <laughs> I would too. I'd be walking around, even though I'm not a medical doctor, I would just be walking around with like the white lab coat with the you know, oh. the
1: PhD on it. And then like the yeah, the stethoscope. You would just get a stethoscope just for fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I really don't. I don't use it a lot. I don't have people call me, but like sometimes, sometimes I like to throw it out there just because I did pay so much money for it. I'm like, gosh, oh, you know, you use it. So yeah. Yeah, so Dr. Danielle Dowling, and um, I'm a life coach, and I hold my master's and my doctorate in psychology, and really, I just love helping women make what matters to them happen in their life. I'm just so jazzed to help people experience a life better lived and to achieve their dreams whatever their dreams might be, so that just, like, gets me up in the morning and, like, has me rocking, so thrilled.
0: Awesome, and that's what we like to do over here at Your Kick-Ass Life, that's why I um it was actually my friend Amy who mm-hmm. met you I think yeah. like maybe a year or two ago it's probably been a while now 18 months yeah. maybe Yeah like at Tim's- an event mm-hmm. in LA mm-hmm. and told me about you she's like she's amazing you got to meet her and so of course I connected and here we are Yay we love that So what we're going to talk about today um all y'all is about self sabotage and Danielle brilliantly wrote a post almost a year ago actually on her blog and I and I realized it was something that I, I've actually never talked about and it's something that's really important because I find it come up a lot with clients and and even people that take my classes and and um it's really interesting. So that's what I wanted to discuss with Danielle and and so Danielle why don't you you take it. Why don't you tell the listeners exactly like in your own words what is self-sabotage? Give give us an example. Sure. I, I
1: think that you can really hear some red flags, right? This is when you know it's going on because so many people until it's actually like pointed out, don't even realize that they're doing it. So, so some of the ways you can recognize it is, is there something inflamed in your life? You know, what's always at the back of your mind, but never quite happening. You know, what are you thinking about? um, what are you thinking about in the shower in the morning? What are you thinking about before you go to bed at night? What are you thinking about? What have you been thinking about for months or maybe years, but are still not taking action on? Um, that is usually an indication that there's some sort of self-sabotage going on in your life. You see something that you perceive will make your life better, but you're not going after it. And then, and then that's Mm self-sabotage.
0: I also look at it too, is, is when people um, take action, but they're doing the opposite of what they really want to do. <laughs> right.
1: right. Inching away inching away from what it is they really want. Well, they come up with lots of excuses why pursuing what would uh, potentially kind of light their world up is no good for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a common one is... The person that swears up and down that they're ready to get fit and they're ready to change their diet and, uh, you know, maybe they buy um, new workout clothes and they buy a gym membership and, mm-hmm. you know, they get a juicer and they're ready <laughs> and they spend like five days <laughs> a doing it vitamin, it, and Yeah, like a Vitamix. Yeah, and then they just throw, throw shit out, totally out the window and they... Will binge, or you know, or compl- just just participate in behaviors that are absolutely the opposite of what they just set out to do, even days prior. Yes, yes. So, so the big question here is
1: why, right? Mm-hmm. And people, I, I'm I'm sure your clients and I know my clients will come to me and say, I know the ones that are aware. I know that I'm doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm doing all these things that are the opposite of what I should be doing. And I can't get myself to stop. Why am I doing this? Why am I not going after something that I, I know would make me happier.
0: Yeah. And, and, um, and I, you kind of wrote about this in your, in your post and it's, it's a little bit sort of an add on, Mm -hmm. but I think it's a lot of people do it as a measure of safety.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It, it, it's, it, you know, I, I always say is that we reach for self-sabotage when we fear our own empowerment. So it's almost like we have two pains matched up against one another. So what we're doing right now, what we're doing right now, what we're doing right now, even though it might not be best for us, feels comfortable. It feels, to use your words, safe it's familiar. Like it's not the best deal in the world, but eh, I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know how to navigate it. Then there's the other pain. So then there's the pain of going after something that we perceive would make us happy. That's another pain because we don't trust what lies on the other side of that change. Those actions would actually be better for us. We perceive taking action in the direction of what we want as more painful than staying stuck where mm-hmm. we are. So it's a, it's like, you know, lesser of two evils.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's an interesting thing and it's, it's really interesting to watch too. And and I, yeah, I've heard the same language from my clients too is, or I hear people say, I, I actually already know what I'm supposed to do. Right. You know, and, <laughs> All the time. Why and are they're you not doing, doing it? it or they're doing yeah. the opposite. And it's, yep. I think that there's some kind of relief almost though, it, I don't know if in the long run it's helpful, but I think that it's, I have found that myself it was a relief and a lot of my clients feel relieved when I when I tell them the notion of, it is in a way, kind of a twisted way, but <laughs> in a way um, to make you feel loved. It, it's a matter of like self care almost, backwards mm-hmm. way, but because you're trying, because everybody wants to feel safe. We that's right. well, all what we strive for. And right. anytime someone is going to take action, and And go it 's the unknown everything 's the unknown and and I think that you 're right. I think that it's it's we get into this mindset where it 's just easier. I call it um, somewhere along the way, we get comfortable being uncomfortable, we yeah. get comfortable being yes. mediocre with a mediocre yeah. life. we get comfortable being in a not so great relationship you know it might not be abusive or terrible. But it's just it's okay, you know, and then it's we convince ourselves so that it's, bad. Yeah, it's good like, enough. Yeah, yeah, and and um and two, a lot of times I have found you know when the outcomes, when when both outcomes that we're facing, choice one or choice two, when they're both scary. I find a lot of people will just stay. Where
1: go with they the are. safe. Yeah, go with the safe. Here's the thing, though. At a certain point, you need. it If you desire that life, right? Whatever that magnificent life is for you, it looks different for all of us, right? If you deeply desire that life, the only way to it is through self-sabotage, right? Through Uh it, you sort of need to destroy it and move right through it. The only way to get to that life you most desire is to choose an empowering mindset versus a fearful mindset. I mean, fear will always keep you stuck. Fear will always be mediocre. And self-sabotage, make no mistake about it, is just fear. Uh So at some point, you know, when you have leverage on yourself, if it burns this deep for you, You need to decide that you want it more than you're afraid of it or you, or you stay where you are. And if that's okay with you, then that's okay with you. But I, I know from a lot of the people that I speak, with, it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not, they're frustrated with just sort of being like, "Eh."
0: yeah, well talk, talk more about, uh, you've written in your post, some really, um, helpful things about, when you were just saying about about that mindset and and you said some things that are kind of like positive affirmation type things the questions to ask yourself so can you say can you tell talk to my listeners about that sure
1: there's a couple there's a couple in the post and then there's some some other ones that i find that are really helpful to people so i do want to mention those too i it, There's one, when you notice this anxiety coming up in you, and when you notice that this stuck point happening and it can't decide this way or that way, it's always good to ask yourself, if I wasn't afraid, what would I do? Mm -hmm. If I wasn't afraid, what would I do? I find that that cuts right through the heart of the problem and always gets you to your most honest, in integrity answer. That truthful answer, that's what you want to do. You know, there's another question I always like to encourage people to ask themselves, which is what is true for me? What is true for me in this moment? What is, what do I want most here? Um, and then just that kind of mantra that, you know, I need to decide that I want it more than I'm afraid, afraid of it. You know, that can really kind of help you push through also. Yeah. Um, and then some other, some other little tricks for how to stop. Self-sabotage. I mean, when you feel yourself edging out of your comfort zone and then panicking and wanting to return to the known, you just take this big deep breath and you remember (laughs) that you're not going to die. Yeah. You know, (laughs) not going to die. It's just fear, not lava. You're not going to burn and it can incinerate, you know, and, and, and that's, also that's just kind of also related to the decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's related to the, like, more loving, and empowering mindset versus choosing a more loving, and empowering mindset versus choosing fear. This belief that what lies on the other side of this change will actually be good for me, rather than I need to be weary um, of what lies on the other side of this change because mm-hmm. it'll probably be worse. You know, so it's really it's choosing a mindset.
0: Yeah, you know, I have found that our our inner critic, and I wrote about this in the book too. When because people ask me all the time, like, well, I, I have trouble. Noticing that what's the difference between my intuition and my inner critic. And, so, and a huge indicator for me is that like you were just saying my inner critic, um, just, uh, it, it elicits panic in me mm-hmm. and it's like that adrenaline, that fight or flight, that if I, you, whatever's on the other side of this, I'm not going to come out alive. Yeah. And, and intuition doesn't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I I I to yeah, I I fear feels like inner critic, that ego voice feels panicky. It feels very urgent. It feels like anxiety. It feels like your palms start to sweat, your head gets hot. I mean, you you, you don't really want to pay attention to that unless there's a big bear coming through the front door, right? right? Like, if like if you're like, if you're like, yeah, if your life <laughs> is actually in danger, run, right? <laughs> but most of the time it's an illusion. It's an illusion. And, and love and empowerment is going to feel calm. It's going to feel even minded, you know, and that's what you want to pay attention mm-hmm. to. That's the direction you want to go. It's just going to feel um, that quintessential, right in your gut. And, and it's quieter, right? Than the fear, than the inner critic, it's quieter. Like the, that inner critic will speak first and speak loudest because mm-hmm. panicky because it's urgent, but you want to listen for that quiet voice for the calm voice, for the even minded voice, because that's where your truth lies. And that's always make no mistake about it. The path that you want to choose.
0: That's why I love those questions that you, that you asked, that you mentioned, um, a couple of other ones that you mentioned in your post, you said, is this getting me closer to where I want to go Right. and uh, an affirmation of, I love myself enough to do this. I think that those are important because like you were just explaining what that fear feels like, what that panic feels like when you're in that place. And we have all been there when we're Mm -hmm. in that place, we're not grounded to our soul, to our spirit, to our true authentic selves. And we're just spinning. And so I think that when you have these, you know, maybe they're in your phone or maybe they're like on a post-it note somewhere. I was, when I was going through a really hard time, I was, I had posted, this was before, (laughs) this is when we were still doing like T9 texting. So (laughs) there were no phone apps. So I used post-its and I put them up all over my, my studio apartment. And so. Um, it just, it just was a way for me to get grounded quickly. So mm-hmm. I, I'm a huge fan of that. So maybe, you know, you listening, if you keep finding yourself going to that place of, of panic and, and, and self-sabotage, you know, what can you do to ground yourself? Even if it's for one full minute. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're only ever choosing between two energies. Really. We're only ever choosing between fear and love uh-huh. fear and love every negative emotion that you could possibly experience essentially is rooted in fear and the same thing for love every positive emotion empowering emotion you could we could possibly experience is rooted in love the life you want the most lies on the other side of choosing loving more empowering thoughts it's something it's it's a really good way to gauge your emotional state You know, it's just to ask yourself: Am I in a state of fear, or am I in a state of love? And then work from work from that place. Mm -hmm. It it, it could just be really grounding. Um, It it, self sabotage fear. It's fear the whole the whole way. Um, Yeah, and decide that you want it more than you're afraid of it.
0: Yeah, I I love that quote too, and and the whole the the whole idea and about coming from a place of fear, coming from a place of love. I remember that changed my life. I think it was Marianne Williamson that first I first Mm -hmm. read that um that was that was talking about that and i and i remember thinking like god it's so easy yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> because like i was in a place where oh my gosh where do i start and self help yeah. is so complicated and and then i remember reading that yeah. and i was like Oh my gosh, she's right, and right? it doesn't have to be so complex. And that's actually, I'm thinking, I got my first tattoo in 2013, and I'm, I want, I want some on my my wrists, and I want one to say love, and and that's yeah. the reason, because I honestly need a reminder. Like I, yeah. I have, I have, yeah. I, have not, I have not yet arrived on this self help journey, but <laughs> sometimes you know I still go through places where I'm coming from a place of fear, and it's like I want it tattooed on my arm where I see it. Mm-hmm. you know, come from a place of love all the time. I mean, just the other night, so here's an example um, of, of how this can work. I mean, this is a little bit off topic from self-sabotage, but indirectly related. So I um, I, I was on Facebook, of course, as we all are all the time, and somebody, one of my Facebook friends, I had asked a question, and she she wrote like a kind of a snarky response, and it was only a few words, and it was just really sarcastic, mm-hmm. and and I was just like... Why Fuck you, you know, yeah. <laughs> why We're just irritated by it. Oh. And, and it was just one out of like 30 comments, of course. And and she wasn't being like mean to me directly. It just was snarky. right? And so, and I was like laying in bed that night and I was thinking about it and I just was like, you know, what, Andrea come from a place of love. And right. I, I laid there and I was like, breathe in the love, <sighs> breathe <laughs> out the irritation, breathe in the love, breathe, breathe out the annoyance. And I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Good job girl. Good job. <laughs> it like hey, it works, but it's like I I had and it and I tried it like 3 times, you know, cuz then I would go into like, oh, that she's so annoying and you know and yes and,
1: Yes, yeah, you know, Marion Williamson's been, um, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a student of A Course in Miracles, so I, I always find great little gems in there that just help me stay even-minded and grounded in my life, you know, emotionally grounded, and um, she, somewhere in the chorus, or she might have actually said this, she, we're either, we are all either in a state of love or seeking love, mm-hmm. right, so in that moment with your Facebook friend, she was seeking love, Right? I mean, yeah. not, not directly, but if you want to get all metaphysical about it, right? She was, because that snarkiness, right? We're only ever choosing between fear. Or love. That snarkiness essentially is rooted in some sort of fear. Like there's something happened in that conversation that like tipped her mm-hmm. and she felt the need to respond from that place. So really what we want to do is just sort of be forgiving towards her and do what you did, which is almost nothing. And just to silently say, I let it go, you know, yeah. or I wish her peace of mind and yeah. and not not to take it personally because then that puts us in a state of fear and blocks exactly. us from yes, our exactly. power. See, I'm
0: still learning, still a student here. Still a student. So I have, I have one more uh, question for you. Yeah. So, I and it's and I and I would love your take on this because so for instance, I had a client. Mm -hmm. who came to me, who was, who was, you know, who said she was ready to change. And we, we, you know, we figured out where she was sabotaging. And, and so, you know, she had this, we had made up this plan of action. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I also, what I do with my one-on-one clients is I give a lot of exercises in order for them to get to know themselves better, figure Mm -hmm. out where their beliefs are, um, that are, you know, that are in their way and things like this, you know, things they have to do in between sessions. This client would not do the work. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And she was actually doing the, so for instance, she was in a relationship that it was like an on again, off again with someone who was not, and she knew very well, this relationship was not good for her and she right. wanted to be out of it. So like in between sessions, she was still calling him, still seeing him not doing the work. And she'd come to the sessions and say, I don't know why I'm not doing it. And I found myself getting a little bit frustrated because here she had, she's paying for coaching and she'd come uh. and I'm like, I can't hold your hand, you know, and go over to your house and make you do it. It's not up to me. So okay. it's my belief. And here's where I'm wondering if you, if you agree with me or not, or to what extent, okay. I kind of think that some people just are not really ready and that everyone has sort of a different pain tolerance and they need to go through a certain amount of crap before they truly (laughs) get to a place where they draw the line in the sand and they're ready. And it's sort of like, you know, to use the term rock bottom and Mm it looks different for everyone and my rock bottom looks different than yours and hers, et cetera. So, and, but the thing is I hesitate to To say that to clients sometimes because I'm like I don't want to use that I don't want them to use that as an excuse. Well, I'm just not ready. I'm going to go through this more. So Do you know what I mean? So, what do you think right. about that?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you very much. In, in the rock bottom, I, I I call it kind of hitting your knees. You know, mm-hmm. when you finally hit your knees and you're like, oh my freaking yeah. God. My mm-hmm. life is just in pieces yeah, around me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I absolutely, absolutely have been there. It's actually a really great place to be. <laughs> yeah.
0: Me too. I always tell my clients, congratulations. <laughs> I do too. I'm like,
1: well, I like, I'll, I'll kind of pause and I'll be like, okay, like if you have room for this, right. If you can kind of like make a little emotional room for this, I kind of want to say congratulations. Yeah. Cause like people are like, what? Yeah. I am yeah they're like pillow mascara on the pillow like they're like what are you I don't know why I hired you right yeah <laughs> yep. i'm like but you know but truly and 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 I, they stay with me long enough i think that they mm-hmm. <laughs> they get it they get it right but um but no it's a, it's a fantastic place because it's it it really is a congratulations because there's no lower than you can go you know you've now just been like cracked open, you know, there's cracks in the edifice of your being and like little rays of light get to like break through at this point, And we can do, you're finally ready to do something different than you've been doing. Right. And I, I do believe that we get forced in that direction. It's like Oprah says first, like first, it'll be a whisper and then it'll be like a pebble at your head and then like a freaking boulder will roll over you right like we'll keep getting those signs until um until we until we pay attention um i do believe that people must have leverage on themselves nothing changes until they want to change it doesn't mean that like as they're part of their support system, and I know you know this to be true, that we can't begin to plant the seeds uh-huh. of, like, liberation and empowerment, right. right? They're just not ready to act on it. Um, so so I'll have clients like this, too, sometimes, and I'll just keep supporting the direction I know that they ultimately need to go in. Um, and And hopefully they begin to choose that way. So with this client no, she's not ready. Mm-hmm. She's sort of ready. She, yeah, she can see, be. she wants to be, but she's not ready to take action. And if I was going to psychoanalyze it, right. Cause I like, that's part of my,
0: yeah. you know, it's part of your doctor. Yeah. I'm going
1: to put my stethoscope on. Okay. Um, I mean, it's, it's, there's something in her core belief system that doesn't believes she deserves better, Mm -hmm. right? There's something that she was taught when she was younger that this kind of relationship is as good as it gets for her Mm -hmm. right here. We're back again at the two pains matched up against one another. It is painful for her to not have the ideal relationship she wants, but it is too painful for her to leave the mediocre one she's in because she has a super condition, a core belief that tells her this is as good as it gets for her. She is only worthy of this kind of love. Mm -hmm. And so if she leaves this mediocre relationship, then there will be nothing waiting for her on the other side because something better doesn't really exist for her. Someone taught her that. It's just learned behavior. So a lot of times with my clients, I'll go there with them. You know, I'll toggle between the psychology and the coaching part. But we'll go there because we need to pull that down. There's some ancient coding going on there. I believe I deserve XYZ. You know, I believe I deserve a man that's like this guy. You know, yeah. Uh, there's a higher part of self, of course, that knows I don't des- I deserve more, right? But I can't get there. Why can't I get there? Because there's some sort of ancient coding. It's like you were handed an original set of directions by. Your, your early environment by parents, by caretakers, whatever, and those, that early set of directions we use, we like grip onto and we use as a template to, you know, uh, to determine how we should behave in our lives. We take that set of directions into every experience and every opportunity, never questioning whether we were given the right set of directions or not. Mm-hmm. and people in that, in the, these circumstances, clients in these circumstances were handed the wrong set of directions and they don't believe it. That has to come down first. Yeah. Then they make different choices. Then they can bridge the gap between what I want and where I am.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting. Um, because it, it and I, I, yeah, I love everything that you said and you know, and if you're listening and, and that's you, you know, I know that you would echo this, Danielle. But there's nothing wrong with you. Like you know, we're not making you wrong for being there. It's just where you are. I mean, yeah. I was there for years, years. I tell you,
1: I parked it and moved in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. A lot of us do because it's just what we know. Yeah. And I and and let me let me let me actually echo that because it is a really important point that you just made. This is not about being broken. This is not about being born with innate deficits. This is all about learned behavior. Mm -hmm. This Journey of empowerment it is is processed on many levels. There's a biological component. There's a spiritual component, right? You under there's a physical component. So biologically, we we want to pay attention to how you got here. There's neural pathways in your brain. This is how we learn. This is how habits are formed. You know that whole thing about 21 days it takes to form a habit, break a mm-hmm. habit. When you're young children, when we're young children, we're babies and we have to learn how to survive in our environment. We learn who we are and what the mer- world means to us based on the environment we grow up in. It has. We're, when we're born, we are essentially blank slates. There's some genetic coding, of course, but we're essentially blank slates. We are who we are because the environment That we grow up in teaches us to be that way, but just because it was taught to you doesn't make it true. Mm -hmm. And many times I remind clients, you've done the smartest thing you could possibly do up until now. Yeah. Right now, because now hopefully you have awareness, right now hopefully you have awareness, you understand the roots of some of this behavior that you want to get around, right? But but how could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So no, not broken. Not, this is not about judging. It's not about right or wrong. It's simply about what is, Mm -hmm. it just, it just is. It's, it's neutral.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then then you can, you can go from here and it's a process and a journey and it looks different for everyone. And yeah, I love, I love that you said that and expanded on it. Thank you. yeah. Okay. Well, we're just about at of time. So why don't you tell all of my listeners uh, and of course, everyone listening that if you want to go to your Kickass life forward slash 22, the numbers two, two, all of the links will be here that we talked about. I will link to Marianne Williamson and to Danielle's post that we're talking about here. And so, and of course to back to Danielle's website, but tell everyone what, um, where to find you and what you got going on. Sure.
1: So you can find me at Danielle dot dowling.com. I tried to get Danielle Dowling and somebody. Dang it. it. Another
0: Danielle <laughs> Dowling.
1: <laughs> oh, and she told me she was going to start writing too. And I don't even think she has. I'm like, she needs a coach. Oh, <laughs> I have a damn hyphen there um, so Dan- danielle dowlingcom is where you can find me um, and i am i'm actually working i 'm going to be launching an ebook i 'm going to be launching a book in March so this is a little bit uh, you know a little bit in the future but look out for it it 's called soul sessions. And it's going to be a 30-day guide to crafting greater joy and making big things happen in your life. So that's my next big venture, and I'd love for everyone to just be on the lookout for it.
0: Nice. Thank you so much. And um, Ask Kickers, if you haven't signed up yet, ready for my... 52 ways challenge that starts on march 1st and it's free for 26 days you'll get an email in your inbox Um, every day there's two different challenges do the math that's 52 total and yes they (laughs) correspond to the book if you haven't gotten that yet um, you can find it on my website you can get a signed copy Or just get it on Amazon if you don't care, or Kindle if you don't care that it's signed. But it's 52wayschallenge.com is my free event for March. And um, go check out Danielle. She's amazing. Go read everything that she's ever written. And I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.